Hi, my name is Celine Gabrielle, and this is Art OK Cool, a podcast about life as an artist, specifically an emerging artist like myself. The ins and outs, the ups and downs, the day-to-day behind-the-scenes stuff, the good, the bad, and everything else in between. All right, let's go. Well, hello again there. This is Celine, and this is episode number five. All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode, hearing a bit from some of the artist friends I made at the art fair in Toronto. The Artist Project is what it's called. And yeah, that took place just under a year ago. And those women have been great supports. And I just thought it was interesting to hear from them because all three of them had different experiences. And today I'm going to share a little bit more about my experience, which was also different. So just before we jump into today's show, I want to say thank you to everybody who listened and subscribed. Um, Like I said, I get to look at the analytics and I can see that both of those numbers are going up. So thanks to everybody who took the time and is enjoying listening and learning along with me. If you really enjoyed the episode... You can always go ahead over to Apple and rate and review it. That helps it move up in the chart so that other people can find the podcast and hopefully they will learn and enjoy from it too. Um, We don't have any reviews yet, so I would love it if uh, you enjoy the show to go ahead and do that. And then hopefully I'll be able to share some of those in future episodes. All right. So for today, where to begin? Well, I thought what I would do is just break down a little bit um, some of the information that I know about the fairs that I'm aware of and have applied for all three. So I'm sure there are tons of other art fairs around the world that I'm not aware of. So I can only speak to what I know. And I'm Canadian, and um, so, and I live in a small town, and so the information that I get is typically um, from online, from listening to other art podcasts when people talk about things, um, from um, peers and friends now that I have a couple of them. Um, in the art world to help let me know what's going on and find out about different opportunities. So the three that I'm going to talk about today are the Artist Project. That is based solely in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The next one I'm going to talk about is called The Other Art Fair. And it is an international art fair. So they have them all over the world. And then the third one I'm going to talk to you guys about is called Superfine Art Fair. And that one is in the United States. A little more information about those three fairs. 
We'll start with the Artist Project in Toronto, Canada. So it describes itself as a professional fine arts fair. It's been operating for about 14 years. They have over 300 artists who participate. Their website says that they have 17,000 visitors, art lovers, and collectors who come through the fair. They offer gallery-style booths with high white um, over 10-foot walls, which is pretty standard across the, the three we're going to talk about here today. Their application fee is around $30 Canadian. And their booth costs range from $2,465 Canadian, which is approximately $1,775 US, and go all the way up to $6,785 Canadian, which is about $4,890 US. Okay, so once again, that's the Artist Project, which is Toronto. The next one I'm going to break down for you guys is the other art fair. So that's the international fair. Um, they have fairs in Toronto, Sydney and Melbourne, Australia, London, England, Dallas, Chicago, Brooklyn and Los Angeles in the US. They're also partnered with Sachi Art, which is one of the world's leading online art galleries. They have been in operation for about 10 years. Their fairs have approximately 130 artists showing. They also offer gallery style booths with 10 plus feet white walls. It's very professional. They don't specify numbers, but they do say that they have thousands of visitors to the fair. And their smallest booth starts at $3,145 Canadian and their largest goes up to $5,085 Canadian. Their application cost is nothing. You can apply for free. So that once again is the other art fair. And then the last one I'm gonna talk about is the Superfine Art Fair. So Superfine Art Fair has shows in Miami, DC, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York City. They are the youngest of the bunch. They've been in operation for five years and they call themselves an emerging artist art fair. Their smallest booth is $1,850 US and their largest is $3,700 US. And their application, they do have an application fee but I don't know what it is unfortunately i couldn't find that information again and they also have gallery style booth spaces and yeah so that hopefully gives you a bit of an idea of the three different fairs okay so the reason i wanted to give you a little bit of information like that about fairs is that so you have an understanding of what the potential might be, um, 
and the complications, the pros and cons of each one. Obviously, everyone is going to have something that's great about it and things that maybe aren't so great about it. So take that into consideration. Um, in relation to those three fairs, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experiences. So as I mentioned in previous episodes, I didn't really start applying for much until 2019. And the first fair that I found out about was the the other art fair. So that's the international one. And I found out about it um, online, I believe through Instagram somehow. I can't remember how, but Anyway, they were advertising that they were looking for applicants and it was going to be in Brooklyn. So given my location, I can drive again, just like Toronto. It's a very long drive, but nonetheless, I can drive. And given that my paintings are kind of large, um, I'd be able to stack them in my in my car and and drive down. So I thought, okay, well, I'll apply for that one. That was the one that I did not get accepted for. So when I was not accepted and feeling pretty shitty about myself, I was talking with my sister-in-law who then told me about the artist project, which is the fair in Toronto. So The other art fair, which I didn't get into, was the first time I had to apply for something. And as a new, very new artist, some of the things they asked me for, I didn't really have. They wanted an artist CV. They wanted exhibition history. They wanted really great photos of my work. I didn't actually have a ton of completed paintings at that point because remember I was just just getting started with everything. So I did my best, but it could probably have been better. But it was a good exercise to go through given that the other art fair does not charge you an application fee. So if you're in any of the areas close to where they're offering a fair or you just want to practice applying that's a good one to apply for because you kind of get an idea of what they're looking for and have, have a go, have a trial, trial run at at applying. If you get accepted, you don't have to go. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later, but if you get accepted, they will send you, um, a confirmation and you can either accept or decline. So if you're thinking, Oh, I don't want to apply because I can't actually, afford to make the trip or whatever, just try. Just go ahead. If you have a body of work that you are thinking about attending a fair with, try it and see what happens. Okay, so from there, I didn't get accepted. The reason why I started to really think about art fairs is because I don't, well, A, I didn't have a lot of history with exhibitions or even a whole lot of work built up. So, to start reaching out to galleries and actually I was looking at gallery pages and they're like don't don't come to us we'll come to you kind of thing so it seemed a bit 
like this world where you couldn't just, they actually say on the, a lot of the websites, like, don't show up here with your art, don't email us. So the gallery world still, mind you, I'm only two years in here, but it still seems a bit elusive and mysterious to me because some of them will say that you can reach out to them and share your work with them, but a lot of them don't want you to do that. And truth be told, brick and mortar galleries typically will take 50, 50% of, of the, the selling price of your art, which I'm not knocking galleries. They've got to do what they've got to do. They've got bills to pay, staff, marketing, you name it. That's fine. All right, so I'm just popping back in here with a little side note. I forgot to mention at that time when I was talking about how brick and mortar galleries typically take 50% commission when they sell your art. And fair enough, that's to cover their operating costs and what they do for the artists. If you have a good gallery and you're comfortable, that's great. Um, online galleries typically seem to take more like the 30% mark because I'm assuming they have less overhead. And then when it comes to art fairs, the three that I'm talking about in the show today, so specifically the Artist Project Toronto, they do not take any commission. So as I mentioned at the beginning, you pay for your booth, but then they don't take any commission at all if you sell work. And Superfine is the same. So they do take their booth fees up front, but then any sales you make, it's 100% yours. Minus, of course, your government taxes that you have to pay regardless um, with your earnings for the year. And then the other art fair, they take a 15% commission. So overall, art fairs still take a significantly less amount of commission but on the other hand, you do have the booth fee up front. But in today's era, I think we have probably a few more options that weren't as easily available in the past. So gallery representation would have been really high up there and, and it's still really high up there. Um, for a lot of people, but I think there are a lot of other very, very successful artists who have decided to use social media, to use the internet, to use online marketing and other opportunities like these art fairs as a way to get their name out into the world and share their work um, without having to go through the gatekeepers at galleries. Hey, it's me popping in again because I think that there are two artists that you should check out. One is Ashley Longshore and two is CJ Hendry. And the reason I think you should go follow them on Instagram and online is because they are working their butts off, but they've gone the route of self-representation and they're killing it. So check them out and see what they're up to because it might just spark some ideas for you.
again, I'm not knocking galleries, more power to them. And, you know, who knows, maybe I'll have my work represented by a gallery one day, but I'm just not there right now. And so these are the routes that I'm taking. That is why I decided to really pursue art fairs. Because even if I did get into some of my local galleries here um, in my area, it's a very small area. Um, So the exposure that I would get at some of these larger art fairs is going to be a wider reach than I would get in my home, home area. And also a lot of collectors and curators and gallerists go to fairs looking for new art, um, new talent. So it's a, it's a way to be seen where I just wouldn't get those same numbers in this area because we don't have those same numbers. So that was my approach to why I really wanted to try and go with art fairs. So when my sister-in-law told me about the artist project in Toronto, I immediately went on the website and noticed that they had two different categories. Well, they had a couple actually, but the two that um, caught my attention was just one, the regular application fee. Um, and you're applying to be part of that 300, as I mentioned in my opening there, with some of the facts about the fairs. So you'd be one of the 300 artist exhibitors at the show or at the fair. So that was great. That was one option. But then they had the emerging artist competition. So this one is the one that I wound up getting accepted and going with, which is also in last week's episode, um, my friends Hazer and Heather and Jade um, were also accepted into that competition. So what they do with those 20 accepted um, artists, so you have to be an emerging artist. I can't remember all the details. If you're interested, go to their website. It is listed there. But I believe you have to be within the first five years of your art career. Um, You have to be, I believe, pursuing like a professional artist career, not just like dabbling for hobby, but actually trying to build and grow your art practice and career. And of course, they asked for a lot of the things that I had now had a little bit of practice because I had applied for the other art fair. So your CV and um, artist statement, things like that. So those are things to have ready. But the amazing thing about being accepted as an emerging artist and one of the 20 is that A, there's a, a dedicated area at the fair just for the 20 emerging artists, which is awesome because as I found out at the fair, there are a lot of people who come to that show specifically to see the emerging artist section. So they like to support emerging artists and come check out exactly what we've got going on because it's new and exciting. And so it was a pretty busy section I found. And we were in, I guess what you would say like two rows, but we each had a 10 foot uh, wall space and the walls were built in a bit of a like a zigzag pattern. So um, 
yeah, it was really cool. It looked beautiful. It looked very professional. We had spotlights. They put our name at the top and we had our number on our booth, which coordinated with the uh, map of the event so people could find us or if you had friends in the area they would know where to get get to you and all that good stuff so it felt really good for me when I got there uh, again if you listen to last week you'll know that two of us had never been me and Heather and Jade and Hazer had a lot of experience with the fair and knowing what what to expect but it was in a really large warehouse um, kind of space and again 300 exhibitors thousands of guests so it was really a big deal for me oh yeah and I forgot to mention so when you're accepted for that space as an emerging artist you don't have to pay for your booth so it's an amazing opportunity and they've um, done that by partnering with Desairs which is the Canadian art supply uh, or one of the Canadian art supply companies. And so that saves you, like, if I'm going back to my notes here, it says the smallest booth there, you're going to pay $2,465. So aside from travel costs and house, you know, hotel and all that stuff, for me especially, because I would have had to travel there, I also saved that $2,465 for the booth. So that was amazing. And then on top of that, at the fair itself, um, they had, so it's called the Emerging Artist Competition because they have voting booth there. So um, even amongst the 20 of us, everybody was allowed to vote for their favorite emerging artist. And then whoever won out of the 20 gets to go back to the artist project in Toronto in 2021 again for free but this time you're part of the 300 of artists so you you won't still be in the emerging artist section but you will be in with all the other artists but again you're going to save that booth rental cost of $2,465 and guess who won ding 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 you're right it was me okay I don't like tooting my own horn. It's always a little awkward to do that. But I am so excited about that because I don't actually think I realized that that was happening until I was at the fair. I was just so excited to get that first year, that first 10 foot um, booth wall space for free, go have a good time, meet other artists, hopefully sell some work, which... FYI, I also did. Uh, so yeah, it was awesome. I think if you're in Canada, can get to Toronto or would like to try a fair, it's a really good one um, to try from my experience. The women last week were talking about their experience and you also heard that some had success with sales and some didn't. I will let you know that I did um, sell work. So that was like an amazing, just amazing to sell work to complete strangers, people who had been following me online because the other thing that they do really well at the Artist Project is promote the fair leading up to the fair, 
leading up to um, connecting with past attendees and collectors. And, and so the very first opening night, I showed up and was barely there five minutes. And one of my followers who had been following me online because they saw me on the website promoting the fair leading up to it was immediately at my booth and immediately bought a painting. So I couldn't ask for anything better than that. I mean, anything after that was just a bonus. And I mean, the, the good stuff just kept coming. So that was my very first art fair experience. Um, in terms of some of the other stuff around it, to keep in mind, we drove. It's like a 20-hour drive. My husband was my partner in crime. He's the best uh, guy to have because he's just so supportive and hardworking. So he set, helped me pack. He helped me drive. He helped me set it all up once we got there. Um, like I mentioned, my sister-in-law and her husband live in Toronto. So they let us stay with them. Thank you guys. Uh, so some of those things are worth considering. Travel costs, accommodations, food once you get there. But all in all, it was a just a really big win for me. And especially just starting out, I, I just had a fabulous experience. Okay, so since I was on a roll from that experience, I just kept looking for more opportunities. So I had already known about the other art fair. So after that experience, I decided I would just start looking for more opportunities to go to art fairs and keep putting my work out into the world. Just before I move on and start talking about some of the other experiences I had with the other fairs, I wanted to let you know too that after the artist project in Toronto, a few follow-up things. So first... I had a very serious contender for a commission. Um, it was an interior design corporation. And we went back and forth quite a bit trying to figure out uh, the details on doing a commission for one of their clients. However, when they reached out to me, it was at the beginning of the whole COVID thing. So unfortunately, it got put on hold and uh, is still on hold at this point. So that would have been my first commission. And I'm kind of happy that it was put on hold because I really didn't understand or know a lot about how to do and charge for commission work. So it was exciting to get that request, but also... Now that I'm aware of it, I spent more time researching and trying to figure out exactly if I'm going to do commissions, how to offer them and get paid for them properly. So that's on hold. The other thing that happened was I didn't get any um, gallery connections, but I did have another um, design shop um, in Toronto, reach out to me and ask if I would show my work or hang my paintings in their, in their store. Uh, but unfortunately I was already back in 
Nova Scotia and was not about to ship things back to Toronto to to put there. Um, anyway, it's a long story, but those are my two sort of post-show things that I wasn't expecting. And then, of course, the other thing that was huge is I got a whole ton of new followers on Instagram and some online purchases after the show via my Instagram slash website. So, okay. Now, moving on to the other one. So, back to the other fairs. As I mentioned, I had applied for the other art fair. And I also let you know that they are partnered with Sachi Art. So that first time I applied, one of the lines on the application says, do you have a Sachi Art account? Sachi Art, again, just a reminder, it's one of the world's leading online art galleries. It's very large. And I hadn't, I didn't have an account. Um, they ask you for your website, your Instagram, stuff like that to go have a look at your work too. But where they partner with Sachi, I have this sneaking suspicion that they probably like like it if you have a Sachi account. So after this whole Toronto thing, I decided, okay, well, why don't I apply to some of their other fairs just to see? Because having not been accepted to the first one I applied for, I thought, oh, well, I probably won't be accepted anyway. So I applied for Dallas and I got accepted. And I played, applied for Los Angeles and I got accepted again. But unfortunately, I couldn't go to either one because the logistics and the cost of getting myself and my art to those places at this stage in my career was too much. However, silver lining, they were, well, sorry, not, not yet a silver lining. First, the negative is that they were canceled because of COVID. So they didn't happen anyway. So I denied, said, unfortunately, I can't go. Then they were canceled anyway. And then just this week, all right, so I'm sitting in my car waiting for my daughter to come out of ballet and I just got this email. With the postponement of our fall 2020 fairs, I am writing to invite you to participate in an exclusive opportunity to showcase and sell your work to a global audience on our e-commerce platform, The Other Art Fair Online Studios, Los Angeles, fall 2020. We received an overwhelming response from artists interested in showing with us in LA this year. And so, after careful review and consideration, I've selected your works to be part of this special 2020 fall edition. Your work stands out as among the very best works, and it would be a privilege to work with you on this upcoming edition. Working closely with our partners at Sachi Art, the world's leading online art gallery, our team is committed to supporting our artists during this challenging time and creating continued opportunities for you to gain exposure and to find buyers for your work. Anyway, it goes on and on. But um, isn't that awesome? So it looks like even though I couldn't go to Los Angeles, 
I'm going to be in the online Los Angeles fair. Yay! How's that for a silver lining? So basically what's been happening with a lot of the art fairs that can't take place in person is they're going online. So even though I had applied for the Los, the Los Angeles fair, knowing I probably wasn't going to be able to go, I applied kind of as a practice run, but because I was accepted and the fair was postponed, now I'm going to be included on their online version of the fair, which they then are going to promote to all of their followers and through their channels. So even though I don't get to be there in person, this whole online component, oh yeah, and bonus, I didn't get through the whole nitty gritty in that email about how to participate and, and whatnot, but it's, they're not charging. They're not charging for this opportunity. So talk about silver lining and great opportunity. So the whole point of that is just to say that, you know, you never know. Until you apply, until you put your work out there, you just don't know what you just don't know what's gonna happen. And even though overall 2020 has been a really, really difficult year for a lot of us, including myself, for a variety of reasons, there have also been some beautiful, sparkly, shiny moments that I just have to hold on to um, to carry me through because there's been so much crap in between that when there's something exciting, fun, special, unique happen, you just gotta gotta go with that. So that is pretty much all I have to say about the other art fair. I guess the only other thing I'll add to that is that... Um, like I said, I wasn't able to go to the ones in the States, but they are hosting their first one in Toronto. So I have applied and fingers crossed, I'll be able to be accepted into that one. And um, that will be this, uh, this spring if again, COVID doesn't shut everything down, but they aren't uh, letting people know until December. So I'll have to get keep you guys posted on whether or not I get into the Toronto Fair. Okay, so last but not least, we're going to touch on Superfine Art Fair. So this is an art fair that focuses just on the United States. Like the other fairs that I've talked about so far, I found out about this one just through other artists that I was following online. Um, started to follow them and hear more about them. And then I heard an interview um, on an art podcast with them talking about their fair and their approach. And it sounded good to me. I quite liked it. So I looked into it and um, decided to apply. So this one was a little bit different from the other two. The other two, once I applied, it took a while for them to get back to me. 
And as I mentioned, I didn't get in immediately um, to the other art fair. I was declined on my first application, um, but not for the artist project. So I don't know. I sort of had a 50-50 shot, I figured. And so I was accepted pretty quickly with this one. They got back to me right away or within a, a day or two. I think, and um, yeah, so I, sorry, I applied for theirs that was in, in uh, New York. So that was supposed to happen during COVID, but I had already paid for my booth, or actually, they offer payment plans, but I decided that I would pay for my booth fee up front because they do offer you a percentage savings if you do so. I can't remember how much now, but anyway, so I had paid in full for my booth. And then everything shut down. New York was terrible during COVID. And of course they, first they postponed the fair and then they decided to cancel it once things continued to get really bad. I was a little upset with them, I'll be honest at first, because they did not return booth fees. Um, I know from other online art groups that some fairs did, some didn't. So they didn't. So I was kind of upset at first. But then they did a few things for me, which um, it was still hard to have that money gone and tied up in a fair where I didn't really have an opportunity to recoup any of my costs. But they upgraded me so that if and when the fair does happen this spring, I'll have a bigger booth. Um, and they also went online. So similar to that email that I uh, just got about the other art fair, Superfine put their fairs online and they didn't charge us for it it was a free um, as an exhibitor they did it all for free they did a whole marketing campaign around it they promoted the fairs um, and some other little opportunities they hooked us up with uh, through the fair as well and so I did sell a piece through the fair the online fair the online fair didn't that experience didn't give me the same excitement and feeling, obviously, as the in-person fair. I, in case you can't tell, love to talk to people. And just the excitement and the buzz and the energy of a real-life fair, both as an artist exhibitor, but also just the people coming. Like, I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. It was It was busy and tiring, yeah, but it was just... Just really fun being in a space surrounded by art, surrounded by artists, art lovers, art talk. It was just an exciting, it was, it was like, yeah, just a place where I wanted to be. So the online fair does not do that for me at all. But like I said, it was an opportunity. Um, I also had, uh, there was a reviewer who wrote up the best of the fair that included me in, so that gave me a bit more exposure there. I had some other inquiries from the show, and as I mentioned, I did sell a piece online too. So overall, 
my experience with all three of the fairs that I've had any exposure to and experience with so far have been positive for one reason or another. I guess that's it. I mean, I could probably talk forever about all the nitty gritty details, but I just wanted to give everybody an overview, what happened for me and what where I'm at so far. And um, if you're thinking about it, I'd say give it a shot. These are all considered fine art fairs, um, gallery style booths, professional artists. And if you don't feel like you're maybe ready for this, I'm sure there are other smaller opportunities that you can look for and find something that is the right fit for you. Oh, that is one other thing that I failed to mention. So I jumped in a little bit fast with the whole um, showing my art in another country. Because as I came to find out when I thought that Superfine was going to take place in 2020, I there's a lot of red tape and technicalities to taking your work across the border and then bringing it back. So um, that's just something to consider. If that's something you guys are interested in, I can do um, a podcast about that down the road. I don't have all that information in front of me again right now, but I just wanted to bring it up that if you are going to apply for art fairs and they're not in your country, aside from travel and all those expenses, you need to consider the logistics and any costs involved with taking your art across a border and then maybe bringing it back if it doesn't all sell. Okay, so yeah, that is definitely something worth mentioning. And by the time this podcast comes out, the other art fair online edition of the Los Angeles Fair should be live and my stuff should be up there if you want to go check that out. Okay, so until the next time, I hope this was helpful. Please, if you enjoyed the show, feel free to tell your friends, pop over and give it a rating, and even write up a little review. I would love to share some of those in future episodes. Talk to you later.